0: for this movie. Irene, I am no hooker. Frank the Trucker tossing her $20 bill. You are now.
1: (laughs) She didn't accept the money, so she's not.
0: Uh, But you know what's sick about this scene, though, going back to it? That is the screenwriter. Yes. That is a scene that he wrote, and he's tossing it to the actress. He... That's almost like a stand, you know, stand in for a life. She's she's naked, she's naked on film, and, it, and she's getting paid for it. And he's like, "Well, you're a, you're a hooker now." Like that's almost like a meta comment or something. I fucking know? love it um tom hanniger trembling he's here harry warden is here and sarah says uh tom harry's not here axel's like no wait harry is here isn't he and he looks at tom are you there harry you living inside tom huh are you in there and then tom breaking character giving the bat oh i'm here i'm right here <sighs> and then pack and then axel's like i fucking knew it you know Dean like, <laughs> And then of course Megan, wait, I'm kind of a pussy sometimes. And Sarah Palmer anxiously, "Welcome to the club," uh, which is a weird scene because Sarah knows that she's yes. been fucking, and it's like, I don't, I don't know how she didn't rip her fucking eyes out. I I'm don't, sorry. yeah, I, I don't.
1: It's <laughs> a small enough town you can fucking make her the town harlot. Uh, when your husband starts <laughs> questioning you on why you're even entertaining the idea of talking to your ex that disappeared ten. 10- fucking years ago you could be like you know that's a lot of questions for somebody who's fucking my store clerk you know
0: yeah yeah and i mean and it's so obvious too that even ben like it's hinted that ben knows about it because there's that scene in the diner where you know after axel has said whatever he said to the ladies like fucking get out of here you vultures you know you yeah you creep back into this town every year trying to get something out of us there's that scene where she clearly looks at him. She's flirting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, anybody could see it. I mean, hell I'm semi autistic when it comes to Ah! stuff like that. And I can tell, and she's like looking at the, she's looking at Axel and she's like, uh, I'm going to be late, Sarah. I've got some things to do. And she kind of rolls her eyes and looks over at Axel and then like, you know, and then Ben like glances up at her glances over at Axel. You can tell that even Ben knows that this is going on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she didn't. Like, I mean, it's just the two of them. Somebody's attacking them. I don't know why she didn't just throw the bitch to him. Like, I, I, it, it would have been more realistic to me if she would have at that point.
1: She could have been happy with her good looking serial killer, new man <laughs> who's fucking rich. Yeah. He, yeah, super he likes rich. to kill, but you know, uh, uh, nothing that a little uh, vagina can't heal. You know, a lot of serial killers were lacking vagina, and she could have fixed that for him.
0: I, th- I, th- I think she probably could have. Yeah, um,
1: he loved. He, he, he definitely was obsessed with her.
0: Here's three things I'm gonna throw out going in the movie review. This movie has supernatural written all oh, over yeah. it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna tell you what I what I, what I thought about this the the credit sequence like when it says my bloody valentine the music and the way that it dissolves into the title is exactly yes. what supernatural does it's got that you know it's got that swelling of music you know like a short little burst of it and then all of a sudden it shows like the you know the title of the show like you know supernatural yeah or whatever same exact setup it looked just like it so um there's uh, obviously jensen this is in the trivia is wearing the outfit he wears as dean like i think he literally left the set of supernatural to go film yeah. this and like have had the same costume on the
1: boots and everything it was dean winchester garb all the way
0: all the way yeah 100 and the scene at the end of it where she shoots at harry and it follows the trajectory of the bullet look just like oh boys yeah in the, in the show shot the you know the the pistol or whatever that you know could harm demons it looked just like that shot in the show
1: oh my god they just took a, like a cut and a paste you know
0: that's why in my head canon, this is an alt universe because that's established; it's canon now in Supernatural. If we go by the Dab years, that there are multiverses in Supernatural. Yes. This is an alt universe version of Supernatural, like straight up, <laughs> like in my mind,
1: one hundred percent.
0: And it's the and it's what if you know Jensen slash Tom. Uh, slash Dean, uh, you know, instead of being able to, you know, fight the monsters, see that, you know, all that carnage on a regular basis and be able to work through it, uh, was actually affected mentally by it severely and, you know, actually turned into the monster that, that is my headcanon for what this movie is. It's, <laughs> it's what if Dean Winchester, you know, the, the, the fighting, the monsters actually turned him into one yeah. because he just saw too much, you know,
1: there's, you can't, you can't not make that make sense.
0: I mean, there there's nothing about, I mean, even the way he acts, it's Dean it's he's acting it. I mean, I don't want to take nothing away from Jensen because the, the performance is great. In my opinion, I don't know what you think about him. Uh, he's one of the standouts in the movie, but like he, you know, at least acting wise, because uh, even Tom Atkins looks like he's just phoning it in. You know, he's old, this is old Tom Atkins. He's just here for a bit, part. He's just kind of doing his thing. Yeah. But Jensen's legit got layers to his acting, but it's like when I'm watching them, I'm seeing Dean Winchester. That is what I'm seeing on screen.
1: I feel bad because I feel like the actors were put in situations and they were directed in a way. Dean Winchester didn't really need any directing. Um, but like Kurt Smith, for instance, um, he was an established actor. But the one thing that stood out to me right at the beginning is when they're talking about the Valentine's Day massacres or whatever, and Mm -hmm. he's faced away, and she's like, and with me, I have, you know, a sheriff, blah, 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 or whatever he was. He was the deputy. Sheriff
0: Palmer, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And he wasn't even looking, and then he does this fucking, uh, you know, uh, R&B singer spin towards the camera. uh, Uh Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, and he just starts overacting what he's saying. And it's like, why wasn't he standing there just looking menacingly at the camera? Like, I don't even have time to be here. That spin, that dramatic spin was so. um,
0: Manufactured. Yes.
1: And I was just like, okay, he didn't need that. The rest of his acting was pretty fucking decent. uh, Decent,
0: but it was one note. And, and and i'm not meaning that in a bad way i yeah. think that's the director's fault because like there was no he never really gave uh you know axel like any layers to his character no. like it's like I want my side piece. I want my woman. And, yeah. You know, I want it all. Like, and, and I'm pissed if anybody steps in and even threatens that. And that's the only character he had. There's one scene in the movie, one scene where you see some good acting that from an, another. I mean, he he did a good job of what he was doing. Don't get me wrong. But the one other time where you see a different facet to Axel's character is the uh, scene where he is on the phone with Sarah. Yeah. He is in the car with Tom and he's got tears rolling down his face because he's actually concerned for, it and you can, and Kira's selling it. Like, even though yes. he's a piece of shit, he's selling the fact he is legit concerned for his wife. And that's the one, the only time in the movie that I see anything other than just this one note pissed off. I want the world character that he's playing, you know, I'll
1: tell you one more instance he put gives that. And I would be surprised if he disagreed with me, but Hey, we're two different people uh when he tells her to shoot both of them
0: yes you're right I forgot he that one scene he's like fuck it he's like kill us both he's like I want to protect you and that's the only way that you're going to believe you know get the right guy shoot us both yeah exactly one other time yeah
1: you know so I was just like oh wow it completely changed my perspective because I was like he wants her to live so much and take care of their kid that he's willing to sacrifice himself so that she gets the right person You know, fortunately, you know, Dean Winchester gives himself away, uh, lets her know the demons he has uh, all inside of him. Um, Which,
0: going into that reveal, I mean, not cut you off on that, but just because it it came to me, the reveal in Valentine was 100% better than the reveal in this movie, I feel like i mean it was more effective like seeing the drop you know from you know david boron's nose on, yeah. like you know was 100 percent more like oh shit you know like he was the killer versus this one where it's like you know she's like wait a minute you shouldn't have known about megan being dead i mean like it's it's good it's it's but i feel like if you compare the two of them you know because we watched them recently i feel like that 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 one it's so subtle that you know it, it's yeah. more effective in in valentine than mm. this one it's a it's but that's the problem with this movie it's a yeah. little everything's a little amped up in this movie for better or worse Yeah, you know?
1: less was definitely more i am gonna say this that particular that exact scene was one thing i did love about dean winchester's acting was because she dropped that wait a second how did you know about megan's death and he said, you told me. And she's like, no, I didn't. But not once did his face change like he had been caught. I think in this particular case, the character, not so much Jensen or Dean Winchester, but I think that the character honestly believed that she had told him in his mind or had led himself to believe that's what oh, yeah. had happened. Yeah, and that I think that that was he, portrayed so well.
0: Yeah, and he sold it yeah yes. very well. Like that, his character didn't know that his per- – persona had split like yes. he multiple personalities so he didn't realize the other one existed um and that's one thing I give him too that portrayals of him looking out with his PTSD and mm-hmm. you start having that sound the sound design on that where it's almost like the heart beating in his yes. ears I love that it I was, do I felt like that was a good shorthand to show that he was, like, losing it, you know? Yeah.
1: Um. About Dean again and us talking about how they used a different actor to portray the killer. When – the killer was pretty menacing, and they didn't an, – the person who played – the actor that played the character in costume was amazing. One understand. They deserve so much credit for how well they portrayed this killer – But when Jensen Ackles is walking with the pickaxe and smashing the lights and he also has the menacing walk, in my opinion, it's almost identical, which tells me that Jensen could have definitely worn that costume and played that character.
0: And his facial features are creepier because Mm -hmm. you can see the, the, I mean, he, like I said, he plays a good bad guy. Like, he can act. Like, I mean, that look in his face, it's like, I'm a stone cold killer and you're fucking dead. Like, I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, like, I mean, that, I mean... As, as much as we talked about how great the, the, the miner's mask is about that soulless mm-hmm. look in the eyes or whatever, seeing his real eyes and yes. seeing the craziness in it, that actually sold more of the creepiness factor of the character than anything.
1: Yeah, um, I, I just don't know why they wasted time or money on a separate actor, unless Dean wasn't available, maybe Supernatural, so that, I guess that would make sense. That would be the only logical explanation to me. Their walk, their menacing walk and how they smashed the lights and how they held the pickaxe and how they swung the pickaxe. Look it, you can say that there's only one way to swing a pickaxe, two or three ways. Either way, they both were on point. It's like they fucking took, ax, you know, axe pick swinging classes or walking menacingly classes together because I really think that they were identical.
0: and. A hundred percent. And the other thing is too, is that whenever he was walking like toward her in that scene, mm-hmm. like I got the impression that, I mean, he could have at any point in that movie, uh, you know, carried like that hulking presence. He, mm-hmm. he could have carried that off. I mean, which we know in supernatural, I mean, the times he's played evil in that, he kind of does the same thing. He, he can play that. They just didn't utilize him. And I don't know if that's because the scenes they had were too demanding or they were afraid that he would get hurt and he still had to and he was on he was on loan from Supernatural so they couldn't really subject him to that sort of thing. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of.
1: Or Kevin Bacon when he decided he was gonna fucking do the scene for hours, you know, just fucking picking up the dirt. and Maybe they're like, oh you know. Oh, God,
0: and then fucking, like, legit hurt himself because yes. he kept, like, digging in the real dirt. Like, I mean, geez. Or yeah. like Vince Vaughn, talking about Freaky, where he legit wanted to jump in front of the fucking cars it was being driven through, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so maybe it could have been that. I don't know. Either way, I was pretty upset about that. I was like, but there's so many other things that you can do. I know you want the weight of the pickaxe to look a little bit more real, uh,
0: there's so yeah, many you want things. you want a good heft on the swing. You want somebody who looks like they've got some power behind it because there's a few times this movie that it's almost like the killer has a supernatural strength. Yes. To him. and I'm not saying that supernatural is a pun. I'm saying like a legit, like you know, like they the it, almost Jason Voorhees come back from the you know, you know the dead. You know, supernatural yeah. strength because. Like, I mean, the, the, like I talked about with Celine, I buy that a little bit better in the physics because physics she's a lighter woman. She probably, at most, she probably weighed about 70 pounds. I don't even know if she weighed that much. Yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a few of the other scenes in the movie where he goes to kill somebody, and, like, the way that he attacks them, like, it's just so brutal and, mm-hmm. like, so much force behind it that it would have took, like, the strength of two men to get that effect, like, in reality. I have to like, agree I'm- with
1: you. Yeah, because even, like... I know you can be a strong-ass person, but a pickaxe is fucking heavy, and he's been in a mental institution for seven years, eight years, whatever, and he's just throwing this thing around, so maybe there was a weight difference of some sort, you know? I don't know. The way that both of them, the killer and, and Dean Winchester, the way that they threw it around was a little supernatural.
0: Yeah. It, it was like, it was a little too light in their hands. Like they could, you know, do, I mean, cause there, uh, there wasn't the wind up to the swing or whatever that you would expect mm-hmm. from it for one, but then the effects were like also overblown. But that's what I said. It kind of amps things yeah. up, you know, more than it should in a lot of cases, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I, like I said, I enjoy this movie. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's, and I enjoy it for a different reason i like the original original's got the grounded like realistic you would see that happening feel this is more like okay i'm watching a popcorn flick like you know let's let's do this yeah um but that's one of my problems going into the visuals. The blood, like, really stands out now. Like, you can tell a lot of that was CGI blood. Oh, like, yeah. It's, it, it's, it splatters too freely. Uh, it, it, it's, it doesn't travel the way you would imagine blood would. It's not, like, thin. It's too thick at times and, you know, not thick enough at other times. It's weird. It's, like, it's, it's you can tell it's, like, a visual effect that's layered on, especially even though I like it and it's probably in getting ahead of the death Holler Awards a little bit. My favorite kill is when Tom Atkins gets pickaxe to the jaw and it gets like completely ripped off, mm-hmm. which is another kill that I think is a little too strong for a character. that's not supernaturally strong, but, um, because the because the force is so strong that Tom Atkins actually flies forward like ten feet. I feel like in the movie yeah. and falls off the the banister, you know, like for the, or the porch rail. And like if nothing else, he would have just like went forward, you know, like he would have went back a little bit. Like it's too much of a kick. But anyways, it, the whenever the that. The quick little scene where he like rips Tom Atkins' jaws out, and like what follows, it just looks so fake now. Like it just looks. I mean, it, you can tell it wasn't pro- it wasn't done with real prosthetics or anything.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. It was also a really it, dark it, film, so I think that's where the darkness kind of works for.
0: Well, it does work to an extent, in a sense it kind of covers it up, but at the same time, it's just, it's so quick and so liquidy. Yeah. It's got that, it's got that, I mean, it's better, obviously, than what we talked about, the House on Haunted Hill, where you have that cheap 1990s PlayStation, like, look to the CGI. Yeah. It's better than that by a mile, but, like, it's, it's still not, it's the uncanny valley. It's like, I can tell it's not blood, you know.
1: No consistency.
0: Yeah. Um, what do you think about the story in this one and how it was related, um, throughout the thing?
1: Um, it wasn't as good as the, it wasn't as good as, as the first one or the original, because here we have, I mean, I guess with the, with the original killer, it kind of was kind of cool. It was like, well, this guy really fucking went out of his walker, you know? when yeah. when he woke up from the hospital and just started killing people like crazy, blah, blah, blah. That part of it was cool. Having Dean Winchester be like this jilted child, Daddy owned the mine, and he was being blamed because he didn't, he forgot to close the valves. I, I don't see how that would turn him into a killer. Watching your dad get murdered can definitely have that effect. We've seen Silent yeah. Night, you know.
0: I mean, you have childhood trauma, and and it's established in the movie that he is like. Uh, I mean, clearly, like if he's not like in his early twenties at that point, he's like a late teen. Like you know, I mean, to be working in the mines, he'd have to be at least eighteen. I would yeah. think. I mean, I, I think the the regulations on that, uh, unless his dad stretched like the rules to allow him to be in there. But anyways, well, he said he'd he's... been
1: running around those mines <laughs> since he was a child.
0: Yeah. So I mean, like, well. But I mean, even he looks like he's 20 something years old at the beginning of the movie. And then like, I mean, that's probably another problem is like, it's not, it's supposed to be 10 years later and he doesn't really look like like he's aged 10 years. No one uh,
1: aged except for Kurt Smith a little bit with the facial hair.
0: Kerr Smith, but I would say Jamie King did because for some reason, I don't know how they did this. I will give them credit for this. She had lines around her face and I'm just like, that looked like, I mean, like, damn, what you've had a rough life in the past 10 years, even though she was just, I mean, I guess cause all the time she was crying over the fact that, you know, Axel was cheating on her or whatever, but Maybe, still. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, they matured well, her a then, lot with
1: her clothing too. Uh, her clothing was very, uh, virginal, you know, um, uh, uh, teen, what they had her dressed, it was so dorky, but whatever, it worked. And then they had her dressed like a mom that just fucking had given up.
0: That's true. Uh, I will give them credit on Irene, too. I forgot about this. Irene, now her body looks still too good for about 10 years on, but uh, her face, I don't know if it's because they pancaked the makeup on, but she looked like a truck stop hooker yeah. like 10 years on. And like you, you watch that beginning scene where they're kids – and which is how she would have looked at the time of filming the movie. And like, yeah. she's significantly prettier in that first part of the movie. Yeah. So they did a good job aging her up. They just didn't age up Jensen, which is weird. Oh, like, her you know. face
1: definitely looked as tired as them titties did. So <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen such <clears throat> small flaps flap so bad. <laughs>
0: well, that's true. I mean, they that, that's the one bad thing, even though we got full front on this movie. Uh, there was, we had... Gorgeous knockers in Valentine. Never yes. to See on this movie, we got little bitty ones and it's just like, okay, I guess that's what we got. You uh,
1: know. And there's not, uh, like, I understand. I can't stand the little bitty ones. But when she was running, they were flapping at two different angles. Why? <laughs> it was over dramatic, And I'm like, that is just maybe, you know, but I think there's a lot of guys that get very turned on by that. So whatever. And she was bouncing up and down a lot on top of fucking what's his name? Uh, yes, so th- uh,
0: that Fred was the or whatever it is, or a
1: lot of titty flapping going on, and they were the tiniest little flaps. It was uh, embarrassing. Um, yeah,
0: it, it, it kind of stood out. I'm, I'm looking at, it and I'm like, and and she agreed that she was the one that came up with the idea to run around uh naked like that. The movie. Naked, so that, yeah.
1: The rest of her that, body was banging. You know,
0: yeah. That was her decision to do that. So kudos to her. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, and having the bravery to do that. It's just the fact that. Um, I just wish, like, I mean, I, I wish we would have got a scene like that in Valentine with some ah! of those actors.
1: Yeah, that's true. Uh,
0: Anyways, uh, visually otherwise, though, I feel like, I mean, it was fine, but we've already talked about the lighting. The lighting is off in this movie all the way around. Like, the lighting is too flat and too <laughs> – too natural like or in a bad way looking in the city which means that it looks cheap and like the outdoor outdoorsy scenes but then it looks too artificial in the mind like it's yeah it, they didn't get it right either way
1: you know what i could think about it's, it just came to me right now the the universe where dean Ch- winchester met benny
0: yeah oh yeah it, like it Purgatory. looks like yeah
1: it looked like that <laughs> so i don't know i know it's supposed to be a drab town I think they were trying to use the lighting to put off emotion and I'm going to say that it did partially work it was very depressing and that town was like that it was there there's nothing there these are people that are like I want to leave this small town and then there's the small town people that are like there ain't nothing better for me out there this is where I this is where I live this is where I love you know <laughs>
0: The only benefit I'll give them, and this is a small one, because there wasn't a lot of these, is the interior scenes. In some cases, tend to be a lot better. Like the the scenes were in, especially right before the pickaxe where he got slammed on top of yeah. it. Yeah, was well. There was a good contrast. I mean, he had that deep red, like smoking jacket on, or whatever he had, and yeah. it really stood out. Um, and then the scenes in the hospital tended to be well lit for yes. some reason. Like I don't know why, but. Um, but then they would have the scenes, like for instance, the the, the post fuck scene or whatever between Axel and Megan, like that was had that same gray look to it. And I'm like, I know it's supposed to be inside his dad's like old cabin or whatever, but like, I mean, if you're wanting that to like her to look appealing as like his side chick, like it didn't sell it because it was just all grayish and washed out. Like yeah. it didn't, you know.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of that in this movie. <laughs> the lighting was the weakest point of this movie. Uh, some of the acting, I don't even want to say some of the acting because I feel like all of the actors, uh, actually did a really good job. I think sometimes the direction wasn't where it should have been. I can't, I can't oh. fault the acting because when you have points of the acting where you're actually doing really good, but then you have other points where it's like that was not hitting what it needed to hit. I, that's the director's fault.
0: It is the director's fault, and I'm not blaming that because Jamie King, like at some points in the movie, like the, the parts where she's interacting with uh, interacting with Tom, and it's more of like, do I believe him or do I believe Axel because yeah. they're both telling them telling her that that you know the other one's the killer she does a really great job in those scenes like Mm -hmm. you can tell she's torn like she doesn't want to believe either one of them is the killer but then there's that scene like i said on the bridge between her and jensen and like she's got that i mean it's just horrible because she she's overplaying like you know how tore up she is yeah but at the same time she's not selling it with her like the way that she's speaking to him so it's like facially like she's overplaying it yeah uh uh you know her voice is not is not doing it enough and then it and he's playing like just perfect the stoic like you know i'm i'm you know I've, i'm damaged goods like type thing and it's like it doesn't play well off each other um the uh the 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 deputy sheriff or whatever that that works with character like he doesn't really have much to go on like yeah. he's a one note character all the way through the movie
1: best side character though uh,
0: yeah, I guess so. Um, other, uh, let me. I'm trying to think. I mean, you could throw in Celine there if you wanted to throw in a, just a weird side. Yeah, character because I mean, how many movies have you know little people in them like that? But the reason um, why or- I
1: mention him as as a best side character is because he was legit. He was not distracted by anything, but he knew that his that his his coworker was distracted. So he's over here fucking doing his job, you know.
0: Uh, he was, he was the one that called up, you know, uh, Axel and said, listen, I've fucking been researching this while you've been trying to, you're crying over your side chick. And, yeah. Uh, you know, he, uh, Tom's got some fucked up shit in his past. You yeah. Know?
1: And not only that, but the, like, uh, the shame that he emotes, you know, on his fucking coworker or his friend, if you will, cause you know, they're friends that they, 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 it's a small town, you know, Yeah. he lets him know like, dude, you are not doing right. You know? <laughs>
0: That, that's true I mean he he's not terrible I mean it's not like you watch it and you're getting I mean I never got like a fake feeling from him it's mm-hmm. just there's not a lot to his character but there's not a lot that's given to his character yeah. to really operate off of same thing with Tom Atkins I mean Tom Atkins is forceful and like that classic like get the fuck out of here police chief you yeah know, type thing but that's all he is like that's that there's nothing else to him even the scene where they reveal that him and his deputy went on like vigilante you know justice and took out you know the original uh harry warden um there's there's nothing else to that like you see no real remorse that you know he did what there's like a a little bit of the face like but that's it there's nothing else to it like i mean uh, wild it's it's really just jensen's movie as far as like (laughs) i mean who was given the best acting stuff in the movie
1: um he was given what he was given and he just knew how to act it because he has experience
0: I think that's what it was more. I mean, because if a a director is a good director, then there's there's maybe a few bad points, but everybody else is doing pretty good. And when there's only one actor who's really doing their job right, that means that they knew what the fuck they were doing, and they ignored the director or their lack of ability. And I think that's what happened here.
1: This is what comes to mind. When I think about Jensen Ackles being put into this movie, I think about the time that I forget what her name is. She's from the Pussycat Dolls, okay? So she's a professional performer of singing and dancing in a kind of a burlesque type setting, but different types of burlesque dancing. It's not just take it's not taking off just clothes or whatever. You're just doing provocative dancing, but it's not it's it's more artistic than that. And then she went on to be go, they performed their own or they made their own musical group and then they had to do hip-hop, and other types of dancing on music videos. And then they put her on Dancing with the Stars. <coughs> so they took a already trained professional dancer and put her on a show where you have to become a professional dancer with other professional dancers. You're not trained, and she won. And it's like, okay, but you already came in knowing what the, like, you understood the assignment.
0: Yeah, you're talking about I, I just looked it up, Nicole Scherzinger, yes. who's the lead vocal lady who did the don't you song yes. or whatever. She's the one everybody remembers from that song. Yes. Yeah.
1: So yeah. it's just it's just kind of funny. It's like I'm not I'm not downing Dean for that or or Jensen about that. It's just that it's not surprising that he did so well. They put him in another episode of Supernatural. Yeah,
0: it, it kind- It kind of reminds me of that uh, we talked about the final girl from uh, Friday the 13th Part 5 when she got on the film set and she asked the director for her character's motivation He told her basically to fuck off because all he was worried about was really filming, like, you know, the sex scene between uh, Debbie, Big Tits, uh, Voorhees or whatever. And then, you know, the other guy. And, like, she basically had to do her own, like, you know, no, she had to direct herself is what it amounted to. That's what I feel like happened in this movie. Yeah. I
1: wonder if they thought that, like, oh, Big Brother Jensen here is going to you know uh put off his uh acting vibes and they're just going to be able to pick up on that and be able to you know roll with that. i it.
0: guarantee you that i guarantee you they thought that and this was probably at a point in time where he was still not in his producer director mindset mm-hmm. where he gave a shit to get anybody else up you know to that that speed yeah. so like he he didn't actively go out and like let's rework the scene or whatever you know i, I feel like he was still just the actor at that point in time.
1: yeah Unless he wanted to react um, one of his own scenes, but at that point, like, what kind of a actor slash asshole would you have to be if you're like, hey, you know, um, Axel, I don't think you you really gave it your all. Uh, let's try this again. You know, they were all too young to start doing shit like that. You know
0: yeah yeah it was i mean it especially with uh care like if he would have told that to Kara, that would have really created drama because they they basically grew up together yeah uh doing different shows and like uh, how dare you tell me how to do my part which we've already discussed care didn't really have i mean he wasn't a uh, a bad actor it's just he the character itself wasn't built with a lot of stuff to Mm -hmm. it you know
1: just a cheating Uh, asshole he had nothing to do but become a cop because it's a small-ass town
0: yeah, it was that or Working the Mines, and he wasn't about to do that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, it was uh, music. Uh, we already discussed this. Music in this is not that great. Like, I mean, no. it's it's a little too poppy, and it's weird pop. Like, it doesn't fit the area they're in. Like, I, f- I feel like the first movie having that little bit of, you know, country-western stuff fits what you would yeah. think the mining community would be more likely to listen to um, which I know there's supposed to be younger kids in this. And that's part of the disconnect. Like we've talked about this, like this movie all follows like the, uh, you know, the trials and tribulations of these, like, you know, people who, you know, were teenagers basically whenever Harry Warden attacked. And now that they're grown up, it follows them as opposed to like the rest of the community. Like we get no sense from the rest of the town, like anything about how they feel about this stuff. It's, Uh -uh. it's literally these people and it's the, you know, the old guard that are, you know, uh, basically dying off that's yeah. the only thing you get you don't get anybody else
1: it's just condensed to those that <clears> small group
0: yeah it, it's it's like people say about star wars it's like okay we've got this, the skywalkers and they're whiny bitch-ass drama <laughs> what about the rest of the universe that's actually affected by this shit what about them it's like ah who cares more skywalkers it's like yeah. oh fuck you know did
1: we introduce <laughs> to you this new skywalker we adopted her she adopted yeah, her us. Times
0: Ray. She, she, she's cool. She does everything. She can even heal herself. Palpatine powers. Ugh. Oh, God. Uh, anything else you want to say about the movie before we get into trivia? Um,
1: I thought the effects. I, I was not fortunate enough to watch this film in 3D in a theater. I can't say that I've enjoyed a, a, a ton of movies a lot in 3D in the theaters, which is sad. I don't know what my issue is, um, but going on that, the effects were terrible. It did not like; it, it didn't work well at all. Watching it on a regular screen, and I didn't have that weird fuzzy look to it, where you know you can kind of tell it's three. You could just tell the parts that were meant to be three D. And there was one yeah, pickaxe throwing pointing scene right
0: toward the camera.
1: Yeah, there was one pickaxe <laughs> scene that actually worked really well. That was definitely supposed to be three D. But obviously didn't come out that way. And I was like, okay, well, that was cool. You know, but, like, for instance, the eye, it looked so cheap. It was so CG, the eye. You know, uh, you could tell. <clears throat> it might as well have been a cartoon coming through their eye. Uh, like, you know, Roger Rabbit, you know.
0: Yeah, I agree with you or that scene. And, uh. When we covered Evil Dead, the very first movie, I love that scene because of how cheesy it is now because you can actually see it because high def, high def television oh, yeah. movies. I'm just going to throw this yes. out there. But there is a scene where one of the zombies gets its head smashed in and the eyeball pops out and it flies into like Bruce Campbell's <laughs> mouth or somebody's <laughs> mouth. Uh, Might have been his like, you know, yeah. friend in that movie. But, anyways, you can see the little uh, fish string that's oh, like yeah. holding the eye, you know, up as it's flying through there. And it's so cheesy, but like it's cheesy in a like, charming way whereas this is just cheesy and a like come on guys yeah i mean you know
1: (laughs) the effort was Uh, made it's better than what i can do on the computer so you know i i will say at least that to give you some credit but it's not saying a lot uh
0: um let's see here uh so a flyer on the wall indicates that valentine's day is saturday uh, and that February the 14th, that would mean that the previous day is Friday the 13th. So they're going back to that whole okay. thing in this movie. In a 2012 interview, Betsy Rue was asked if she regretted filming the extended scene where she's running around the motel parking lot totally naked. She says she regrets nothing. Uh, it was amazing, and I think that it would have... Uh, uh, that. And I think I would have had some regrets, but the reviews were so fun from it. Uh, The Hollywood Reporter and Variety wrote up some amazing reviews, and that made me feel really good. And that was the whole point of what I wanted to do. Like, okay, I'm going to be naked, so I better be good instead of just being naked. I wanted the audience to forget that the fact that I was naked running around the parking lot getting killed and actually have them be scared for me. And from the reviews and the feedback that I got, I think I got there. That was my main concern. I didn't want to be this naked chick running around just for because we all know, uh, that's what happens in horror movies. Uh, yeah, I was the naked girl, but for my sake, I hope that I brought a little more more to it than just being the screaming naked girl. I, I didn't get that from it. I, I didn't get the scared effect, which I mean, I, I don't get fried by this stuff. Anyways, we've already talked about this, you know, the, the few horror movies that make me jump or you actually get to me, they're hundred percent in my mind because they, they succeed on a level that they probably shouldn't. But What I got more out of the scene was that she was just, I mean, like her, like she was just determined and she was just to not be the whore and not be the, I mean, she sold that portion of it that she didn't want to be considered the, you know, this throwaway piece of shit that she, you know, that the clothes be damned that she was going to chase down the trucker and make sure that she got that, you know, film footage back.
1: She was walking around Um, like she was not naked. Yeah. It wasn't until she became, like, uh, an actual victim, meaning, like, where she was being chased, that she became vulnerable in her, in her nakedness.
0: Yes, because prior to that, she was like, "Yeah,
1: she was walking around like she had pants, a sweater on, uh, some protective gear. She was gonna whoop that dude's ass, which was hilarious." (laughs) Um, So the confidence was definitely there, and it's a good thing that she did do it because, like, people are gonna remember. Other than those flappy ass, tired titties, people are gonna remember like she had a really nice body. Like, you know, it's something you can kind of look back on and be like, "Wow, like I did that," you know, and I'm glad I did because it's scary and you know. Having experience putting pictures of myself out that I'm like, fuck, this is a little risque, but I'm like, fuck, I did that, you know, and it's like, okay, because I'm not going to always look like that. So I'm hoping she can look back on it like that and be like, you know, dang, you know, like I had it going on at that point. Except yeah, for the I mean, it's one of those titties. things
0: where she, you know, as opposed to some of these actresses who go back and regret that sort of thing mm-hmm. later, it's like, it's something she can look, I mean, she was, she filmed this at the, you know, like one of the peak pretty much of like, you know, how good she was going to look sexually, you know, that sort of thing. So there's nothing really to be embarrassed about when it comes to that. No. I mean, especially the way she portrayed it, she wasn't like for the most of that, that scene that she was naked. She wasn't like you said, a victim or, or even vulnerable. Most of it was her, actually standing up for herself and being a badass up mm-hmm. to the point wherever the, the killer came out. And, and at that point, I mean, who else wouldn't have run if they saw somebody get like a pickaxe through the forehead. So.
1: Yeah. Um, also, <clears throat> um, I do want to say though, what was kind of over the top, the sex scene could have been just as erotic without her seeming like she was faking it like a porn star.
0: Yes. Um. Yes.
1: She could have been bouncing on that as hard as she wanted to be, but the excessiveness that was thrown into it, that was the only part that I was like, okay, that's a bit much. And the rolling around, nobody has sex like that. Sorry.
0: I, I feel like that was the screenwriter. and Yeah in the trivia but yeah i feel like that was the screenwriter being a perv more than it was her necessarily i mean yeah that scene, but
1: it, it was funny <clears throat> ne- ne- either way but yeah it was better when she was like standing up for herself naked i was like okay good body and she fucking doesn't care she's naked you get it girl <laughs>
0: Uh, according to her, after she was cast, they wanted to make sure that I was going to be comfortable with everything before I did it. So I knew that I, what it entailed before I went in and actually, and actually the end product was a lot more than they expected. When you're watching the movie, if you look at the part where I take the gun out of the purse, before I came out in the parking lot, I grab a sheet off the bed. We did this many times with the sheet and I, and it just, it it just wasn't working. So I said, forget the sheet. I'm leaving the sheet behind. So that's how I ended up getting, uh, much more nude. I said, forget it. If you want this, I'm going balls to the walls, and here it is. She added, because as an actor, I just felt a lot better forgetting the sheet. I felt like it was more real. I feel like the, I was in my reality. I was like, I would not be worrying about the stupid sheet right now. I just want the tape back. I don't – Yeah, she's 100% right. That yes. character had – it, it. her life would be ruined if that tape got out there. So her whole focus, close be damned, was to get that tape back in that scene.
1: And just so, for the folks out there who haven't seen – She goes full frontal. And thankfully, her vagina is God's perfect little suggestion. Just two vanilla wafers. Gently placed together, no roast beef hanging out, you know, not a hair to be seen, which is fine, which is so weird because normally I'm not a fan of that. I think I like I prefer a little landing strip so that, you know, you get you got some indication that this is a woman you're dealing with. But then again, she was so good in her determination of not giving a fuck what was going on, except for here's your twenty dollars. I want that tape, you know. (sighs)
0: yeah exactly that
1: you don't you don't even notice that, but yeah I, the fucking no no porn shit going on other than the fake bouncing and everything, like I said, God's perfect little suggestion. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I was surprised. I was sitting there. I was like, I mean, I was like, she's really nude. Like, and I mean, but I mean, like, there's nothing down there that stands out. Like, I mean, the way, I don't know how they filmed this or how it looked, but it was, it was almost like, it almost has the Barbie effect, Mm -hmm. even though it's not, they didn't do anything to do that. Uh, that there, you know, there's like you said, it's a suggestion. It's not like you see everything. Well,
1: let's be quite frank too she didn't actually have sex. So there was no blood flow or swelling or anything else.
0: That's true. There wasn't anything to really make it stand out. No discoloration
1: or anything. I'm sure they touched it up with makeup and everything. Even Pam Anderson talks about for certain things being touched up in areas you got to be touched up in, which FYI, this reminds me of the time. uh, I don't know if you ever watched Girls Next Door, speaking of Pam Anderson and naked women walking around. Uh, I watched
0: like a a I think the first season and maybe part of the second.
1: I forget how old he was. The one that or... was
0: trying to be the, uh, you're talking about the Playboy stuff, yes. right? Yeah. The one that tried to be like a hip hop star, the one that was like super stupid. Like, the, I mean, I know they were all blonde. Yeah. Like there, there was the one blonde, I mean, and they were dumb in their own ways. Don't get me wrong, but there was the one chick that liked horror movies and, you know, oh, I, yeah. I kind of sympathized with I love with her. her. A That's bit. Bridget. Yeah. And then there was the the one that was like his main his main piece. That uh-huh. was the one that's went on now and like Holly or whatever. Yes. Uh, but then there was the one that had like the grills in her teeth. Yeah, I couldn't, sta- I couldn't stand it. And I dropped the show. I was like, I can't fucking deal with her. She's yeah. so fucking stupid. <laughs> uh
1: they have a podcast that I've been listening to. Totally uh I'm not gonna get into that, but just FYI I enjoy that podcast. It's hilarious. Not, Kendra's not in it. But uh, Pam Anderson speaking of t- makeup touch up on vaginas and God's perfect little suggestion same body type except for the knockers obviously everyone knows Pam's knockers she showed up ass naked to one of Hugh Hefner's birthday parties to present him a birthday cake walked around the whole birthday party butt ass naked the whole time and also uh, God's perfect suggestion she had a very similar body type as this woman like I said minus the titties yeah, yeah. So it's f- f- fucking hilarious. Yeah, they'd probably touch that shit up with a little bit of makeup.
0: Yeah, I'm I, well, I'm sure that they probably did this too like um, you know, any imperfections they, they probably, you know, took care of and all that stuff too. So anyways, um, the, my bloody Valentine's screenwriter, Todd Farmer plays the truck driver who has sex with Betsy Roof's character in the motel and then gets chased by her through the parking lot. Many fans have joked that he must've written the scene just so he could spend all that time with her naked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funny thing about that is, is that, uh, Farmer's wife, Melanie is thanked in the credits for allowing him to film that scene. Oh
1: my God. He had a tired ass. I don't know who was more tired in this, her fucking titties or his ass. That was so unnecessary. We did not need to see that. I can't tell you which one I didn't want to see anymore. Maybe I wanted to see her tired titties more than his tired ass, you know?
0: yeah i just i don't know how he didn't end up uh dead somewhere i mean like i mean if i would have been his wife i'd been like okay you clearly fucking this you did that so you could be with her like we're going to fucking have it problems you know was nana i uh, know we
1: saw his butt naked ass but you know how like actors usually wear those like nude Toppers. I've seen porn stars talk about it, where they're like, "These are what you wear when you're doing a sex scene," or it's uh, costume designers, and they're like the protective things. I wonder if he had that, or was she bouncing on a, you know, <laughs> was she bouncing uh, on a stomach? Yeah. I don't was know. he wearing
0: a cup or something mm-hmm. while she was just bouncing? There had been something because I mean she was fully nude, and like I mean you know it. it there would have been contact otherwise. There had been something separating them down there, one way or the yeah. other. Yeah, I
1: mean. gross. Her vagina is touching him. I would not be okay with it. It would be a hard no for me.
0: Uh, I, I feel I feel worse for her in that situation. Yeah. to be honest. But, That's true. Because. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, he, he, he came out to the benefit. I mean, he had this woman basically rubbing her and how many takes, you know, you know how oh, this yeah. movies it's like, all right. And then they get done and it seems perfect. And he's like, ah, right, guys, we got to do this again. Like, I don't feel like there was enough in that scene. You he's know? got like so, two hours
1: of footage of just her bouncing around on him.
0: And he probably took that footage home with him. What? Just like the character did or was, or was going to in the movie.
1: Oh my God.
0: Uh, The film was made into a haunted house of Universal's Halloween Horror Nights, as I said. I think the original should be made into one because I think it has some better set pieces, but... Uh, Jensen Ackles and Supernatural co-star Jared Padalecki both starred in remakes of 1980s horror films in 2009. Ackles in this film and then Padalecki in the remake of *Friday the 13th, which we will be covering in October. Yes, which Um, I did.
1: I did hear about the Padalecki one. I did not know who Jared was at that time, but you heard more about that one than you heard about Jensen in this one. I didn't really even, this one totally went over me.
0: Well, yeah, but it was it was the Return of Friday the Thirteenth. People were dying, and they're yeah. dying for it right now. Like they want Jason to come back, and that that's a whole issue that we've not even discussed. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring up a little bit more because we I've just got to keep willing him alive. The um, they have their the the rights on that are so fucking weird. Like uh, Cunningham owns the rights to the the camp stuff you know camp Crystal Lake and and uh, camp Blood and all that stuff and then he he's making supposedly a prequel series or some kind of series like right after the original it's going to have Adrian King coming back as Alice for some reason oh no and then and Vic Miller actually owns Jason so Jason cannot be in the the prequel se- or the series they're doing um, no it's going to be Mama Voorhees coming back no. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'll research it some more before we actually have that, you know, podcast, but it's fucked up. I don't like like it. I mean, um, there was also (laughs) an episode titled My Bloody Valentine on on Supernatural.
1: Of course there was. When did that one come out? Do we know? If not, I'll look it up.
0: Uh, You can look it up. I didn't research that, but. um, I want to know
1: if it was after or before. When did this one come out? uh, 2009.
0: Uh, Valentine,
1: hold on, Supernatural.
0: Um, and Jensen does wear the same jacket in Supernatural that he wears in this film, and the same oh, shoes. It looks like it was
1: after. <laughs>
0: oh, okay. Uh, it,
1: it, well, it aired February eleventh,
0: twenty ten. Oh, so one year removed from when he made the, or when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, the the film was shot in Pennsylvania because it allowed the production crew to take advantage of the state's tax incentives for filmmaking.
1: And not to uh, our girl Daphne.
0: Coal mine uh that they were filming in. Uh the same town was featured in the Mothman prophecy that featured because that bridge was featured in that movie. Uh in the bar scene, Sheriff Burke who plays Tom Atkins yells everybody stand down, goddammit. Yeah. Uh Atkins would go on to play a similar character in Patrick Lessier's next film, Drive Angry, where he would say the same line in the exact same way, uh, during the later films roadblock scene. So he had the same character in two different films. <laughs> Uh, paychecks are good folks. Whenever you're an aging horror icon, you yeah. can just show up in a movie and say the same thing all the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: in 2009, he also... <laughs> go ahead. Oh,
1: I said just, I mean, respect to that, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, if that's, uh, they're getting paid, I mean, more power to them. I mean, I feel like that they're, that's all conventions are good for is like some of these actors and I had nothing against them, but I, they're just too pricey anymore. Like a lot of these B actors who you barely run a film and, and we love them because we know the movie, but like, no, they never really gained prominence trying to charge like $60 plus for their autograph. Fuck off. Like, yeah. I mean, seriously, um, in 2009, the Australian Classification Board released its report, which shows the most complaint about titles of the year. My Bloody Valentine 2009 was in the top five with a dozen complaints. Most of the complaints were about the film's gory violence, although the film carried the highest rating available to a non-pornographic film. In Australia, many people who wrote in wanted the film completely banned.
1: Wow. That's a little excessive.
0: Uh, Australians, I mean, you were raised from uh, prisoners. Like, you should not be a uh, so ready to ban shit. Like, I don't understand this. We, we are the ones that should have been trying to ban this. I mean, we're the fucking Puritans. Yeah. Of it all. I mean, uh, the original, my bloody Valentine was one of a number of holiday themed horror movies made after the success of Halloween, 1978. Tom Atkins appeared in Halloween three season of the witch while Betsy Rue appeared in Halloween two in 2009. So there's a little bit of a connection and a roundabout way between the two of them. Okay. Uh, Throughout the film, the villain tilts his head uh, right before oh, after God. killing the character. This is a nod to Michael Myers, yes. uh, and and uh, the original *My Bloody Valentine* was released in eighty one, the same year that the sequel to the original *Halloween* was released. There was a lot of slasher movies in eighty one, like a ton.
1: Yeah, what, but okay, I know Jason Voorhees did a a head tilt one time, and they said they referenced Michael Myers. I forget which which uh, Friday the Thirteenth that was. But, like, it was the four, wasn't it?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think it was in four.
1: Okay, but, like, have I not seen Jason do that multiple times?
0: No, Jason kind of just, like, like, especially when we get into, like, the Kane Hodder ones, he's more just like his, you know, you can see his, like, chest heaving up and down. Yeah probably shouldn't breathe since he's undead, but yeah. that's no other thing. It adds to the effect. It makes him look like he's just hulking monstrosity. But yeah. like, I mean, but he's more about like, I mean, uh, like his head's always like bolt straight and like, he's just coming straight at you. It's yeah. like Michael plays a little bit with it. It's like, you know, it's like, he's admiring what he's Jason doesn't fucking care. He, there's no art to what Jason does. He likes, like the guy said in part six, the director of that one, he's a force of nature, you know, is what, Jason is
1: we'll have to discuss this in the next Friday the 13th during October but just because I need to know before- and
0: that's the season that's the same month we'll be doing Halloween yes. so we'll get to compare both of them
1: oh great but <laughs> I gotta ask a question what is the Mike or not Michael Myers what is the Jason Voorhees teleport thing is that coming up in the ones we're gonna review in October
0: uh, it starts to become more of a thing later on because I mean he you know he's literally I mean once once he becomes undead in part six not it's not so much in that movie but after that like he he kind of does more teleportation at that point okay it's it's un, it's understood that once Jason becomes undead he gains a lot of powers that he didn't have when he was alive so because he
1: can literally teleport in the games.
0: Uh, yeah, well, that's a joke. I mean, in the movies, it's kind of a joke because he doesn't, you don't see him teleport, but Mm -hmm. he has to because he's too slow and lumbering to catch up with him.
1: Oh my God. Uh,
0: Except for the remake. They, they give a good reason why he catches up with people in the remake and that's because he's fucking fast. Oh, And you know, like he, he is a pot farming, like hillbilly that wants to kill everybody who gets around his pot and he will, and he fucking, he's working out on a daily basis. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, Sherry Moon Zombie was actually offered a role in this film, but as she doesn't appear in films that aren't directed by her husband, since she's not a full-time actress, she immediately turned it down. Sherry Moon Zombie, playing Betsy Roos' character in this movie, my God, this movie would be known to every man uh, mm-hmm. in, in, in existence if that would have been the case. I'm just throwing that out there. Because yeah. she's a good-looking woman.
1: Better titties. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know what you thought uh, think of that, but I swear, if she would have been in Betsy Rue's place, I, I it, see a hundred percent, thousand percent improvement in that in that whole scene.
1: I have to um, agree; the face would have been better, even <laughs> though Sherry Moon is more mature. I, I think she would have matured better. You know, uh, mm-hmm. great body. I've never actually seen her titties. I think maybe you have. She shows them, right?
0: She, I feel like she showed him several times in some of his movies. If nothing else, there's a heavy suggestion in yeah. a lot of them. Like, I mean.
1: So I'm going to go with yes.
0: Yeah. Um Don't know about the acting, but I mean, I don't think Betsy Rue was that great of an actress yeah. either. So it wouldn't really matter. She did I mean, the
1: walking around naked. Great. But I think any, I, I hate to say, it, but I think that any confident woman could have pulled that off.
0: Yeah, somebody who was confident in how their body looked. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they could have easily pulled that off. Uh, Media site complex chose Betsy Roos' scene as number 13 of the 15 best topless moments mm-hmm. in mainstream horror movies in 2020. Um I guess, I mean, there's, there's better boobs out there, Mm -hmm. but I mean, we, we talked about Debbie Double D Voorhees, but I mean, at the same time she did go full nude or, you know, full frontal. So, yeah. And,
1: and there are a lot of guys that really do like those tiny titties. I hear about it all the time. It it surprises me. Um, I don't think you have to like ginormous titties, but the super tiny ones is kind of weird to me. It just I think
0: is. I, there's, I'm one of those people that, I mean, I'm one of those guys that there's a, there's a good in between. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, these were a little too small for me personally. And then whenever they get to be like double D's, they get to be on the side, or especially above a double D, they get to be just farcically too big. Like yeah. they look bad. there There's a, between a C and the double D there's a range there. It's like, okay, that's perfect. That's, yeah. that's what, you know, if you're, if your guy just looking at them, you know,
1: I concur. Um,
0: uh, the first two characters killed on screen are named Jason and Michael, and I'll match the characters from those films. Uh, and the direct reference to the films is how they die, which I still don't understand the Michael one because I don't know how Michael gets stabbed in the face by anybody. Yeah. I do understand Jason. I mean, because Jason is missing an eye because he slid down the machete, as we saw yeah. in part four. But. Um... Whatever. Um, in this film, Sarah's housekeeper, Rose is found burnt inside a dryer, while another scene is Sarah being bombarded by minor gear toppling from the ceiling. Both sequences are re- recreations from the original film. Both were done better in the original film, however, Yeah, in my I mean, opinion.
1: I'm here for both of them, to be quite honest. But, yeah, I think they were a little bit more – they showed a little bit more. We got to see a little more titty in that in terms of horror. <laughs>
0: uh all right on to the death holler awards and then wrap this up final girl what do you think about sarah in this movie
1: i'm gonna surprise you with this i think i i actually liked her yeah she had her dumb acting moments uh and she did make dumb decisions i hate to say it not because of jensen's looks or anything i would have made those decisions too i would have questioned my husband's acting weird like he was acting weird axel was almost like he was on something and he's suspicious with the cheating on me. Like how honest is this guy being to me? And here comes my ex that I had an amazing relationship with and he's back in town and you know, he first he was going to sell, but now he's going to do right by it. I, I, I could see myself making the same mistakes she made
0: she's not i mean she's by no means like the worst I yeah mean, uh, uh, watching this she's a strong you know woman like especially later on in the movie like, like when she's like trying to get away from tom because she thinks that you know he might be the the killer because axel told her that yeah and like you know and then she's she sees the stuff in the cabin and the way she responds to it and then even later whenever she's still like she's on the birch like i one of these guys is the killer between the two men that i love in my life for you know with all their faults like one of them is the killer like she's still like she doesn't like cave in like she does and she does and she even i'll give her credit for something else that's a little small thing in any other movie when jensen started that who's that behind you shit it yeah. would have been the instant, like, she looks around, he grabs the gun, you know, whatever. No. It, she held the gun steady. Yeah. And if she looks over to Axel, and Axel like, gives her that look like only a husband who's known his wife for a while is like, no, fuck, no. Yeah. No, there's nothing behind you. Fucking trust me, there's nothing there, you know. Yeah. It, she. She. It, it worked. Like, it showed that she was a strong, confident, like, final girl when it comes to, like, what she needed to do in that moment. And she did shoot him. Like yeah. she did what you know she did even though she didn't want to she she had the supernatural you know uh, pistol moment the the you know the uh, cult as yes. it were she had that moment and had that scene but she did follow through with it. Um,
1: we did have an almost titty moment with her too.
0: Uh, yeah, we did. He he um, got
1: that axe. I thought he had gotten her for a second, but he had gotten her shirt with the axe. And a little upset that they, he didn't rip it open with his with his axe, you know, because I I think um, she was packing underneath that,
0: and and she's she's a different kind of final girl in the sense that, I mean, like, especially we talked about these, you know, these traits, like the old eighties versions of final girl, they always had to be virginal because even though that wasn't the original intent for Adrian King, you know, Vic Miller even says, you know, like we talked about that she was only virginal because she didn't have time to have sex with anybody. Yeah. But I mean, he, that established a trope. Um, and because Jamie Lee Curtis also didn't have sex with it, it, kind of the two of them inadvertently cemented that trope, but like these new final girls, like you've got, you know, uh, kate and uh valentine clearly she's been hooking up you know uh doing sexual stuff she's very sexual as mm-hmm. Adam in that movie and in this movie she's got kids like uh, very non-traditional but it, it's it's fine because a you know a, it a mother would be you know i mean she's been through some shit she and then and, and she's been having to deal with the emotional weight of been you know cheated on all these years anyways yeah. long that's been happening she there's more to her than just like the virginal you know like you know, teenage girl that's in a lot of these movies. That's which true. is nice. It's it's a good twist. I
1: was thinking this about her. When it comes to the virginal aspect, I think she was virginal in a way. I don't think her husband was touching her the way that he portrayed he was when he was trying to make a point to Axel about this is my wife. I sleep with her. I if I fuck her and blah blah blah.
0: He's been hitting that side piece to the point of excluding mm-hmm. her. And yes. she he even closed off things to him is the sense that she, and that's a good bit of acting on her behalf because it's never really conveyed mm-hmm. any other way besides her acting, but she's kind of closed herself off from him just because she can't, like yeah. she knows that he's, he's fucking around. Exactly.
1: You know? So if we wanted to bring up the virginal aspect, she technically kind of was almost a born again, virgin women can shut that off kind for the most part, you know, uh, obviously she was ready to open those gates again when uh, her and ex came she, in town.
0: And, and depending upon how you view it, she still had the pick, of yeah. her. And so she could have been going to, you know, Happy Town while looking at the picture of Jensen, you know, behind the scenes. Like, I mean, because she had that pretty ready, you know, and ready to go. So we, we, we don't know. That could have been a thing. Yeah uh what about the slasher in this one uh, how do you feel like as far as like the uh, we've already kind of discussed dean's portrayal yeah jensen's but i mean which it did a very good job but like what'd you feel about the minor whenever it was just the guy in the suit uh
1: amazing actually because um like i said comparing the two knowing that both of them were not the same character i think that he did an amazing job portraying and emoting Dean Winchester, Jensen Ackles. You really did.
0: <clears throat> I I think it, I almost got like, I mean, like I said, they amped this up, and I agree with you 100% on what you said, uh, but I almost got the vibe that this was like, they how Jason went from being in Part Four when he was like the pinnacle of living Jason, yeah. to You know the one in Part Six, you know when he was undead and had all the. This is almost like the difference between Harry Warden in the very first, or well, or Axel, I guess it were it was in the first movie, or the original versus this remake. It's like the difference between the two of them because you got one that's that's hulking and 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 got all the stuff that makes you believe it, but from like but you can tell he's a living dude. Whereas in this one, like I said again, and it's not like a pun. For supernatural, but like he's got, he's it's he's amped up. He's got like, I mean, it's almost like he's got supernatural strength going on, um, and and maybe that's because like when Jensen like. Because they kind of hint at this a little bit. When Jensen, like, becomes the character, yeah. he has trouble breathing when he's coming mm-hmm. back out of it. So it's almost like he's got an extreme adrenaline dump every time that, like, he becomes this character. Like, he's almost, like, coursing on roids or something like, while he's, like, you know, hulking out as the miner.
1: Well, I think he's um, um, he's scared. He's genuinely scared because he's seeing this happen from the perspective of a innocent person, um, which is still half of him. And the rest of it is a killer and he legitimately, he's crazy enough that he thinks that this killer, which reminds me of that movie I told you about, oh God, it's that French movie that we need to watch. I forgot the name of it. You said it was a good film though. Um, Where it's a, go ahead.
0: Are you talking about hot tension? Yes. Hot tension as it were, yeah.
1: Where she's. I don't want to say it. I don't want to spoil. Anyways.
0: No, no, no. That's the that's the whole twist. And that's yes. why the movie's so good. So don't.
1: Yeah. So okay. <laughs> Anyways, going on that. Um, I th- he portrayed that really well. Um, so, and it gives you empathy.
0: The one thing that I'll say about that because this scene stands out. I mean, because I, I knew about it when I was watching it. That scene where he's in the cage. And he is watching Harry mm-hmm. take on that other miner, and like you know, and that's one of those things that the one miner that he basically like kicks the pickaxe back back up into the guy's forehead, yeah, and then like you know stabs him nine more times. That's a, that's very symbolic when you go back and rewatch it and you know what's going on Mm -hmm. because Harry or I mean, uh, Tom is being locked inside part of his own brain uh, away and he's watching from a distance as his own body is killing somebody.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: Did you also, oh, go ahead. It's it's just a very creative way uh, and it's it's and it's not even something that's blatant like I mean you only pick it up upon like repeated views but I give the writer credit on that like it's a very good visual representation of him being trapped inside of his own mind.
1: Even more and this is where I this is when I decided that Dean Winchester was the killer was when he's crouched in the cage and he gets up and the killer is mirroring his movement
0: oh yes and i said like he
1: this is him that's him
0: yeah it it was a good visual Mm -hmm. tale to the audience it's like okay this guy's the killer this is what's going on he's really he he's not it's not him but it is like i mean he's not the one actively doing this but he can't help it
1: and it could be somebody just being a copycat killer and trying to make dean winchester look guilty Which would be a good explanation away of well wait a second what if it's not him and like oh it could be this but I at that point I saw that I was like this is this is him because it looks like him it moves like him same height same width they did a very good job with the casting.
0: Yeah, that that stunt guy is really good. Mm-hmm. Like he really did a good job of mimicking. But I feel like good stunt actors do that. Yeah. Like they they take on the they work so closely with the people that they're the stunt people for that they can actually you know mimic their you know uh, the way they move, the way they talk, the way they carry themselves. That that's one of the things that I love about um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, going back to Quentin Tarantino and of course Beat factor into it several times in one instance very creepy way because it's the daughter of his best friend or whatever but anyways Uma Thurman's daughter but um the whole relationship between um um you know the uh, Brad Pitt and uh, uh Leonardo DiCaprio like you know Leonardo's the actor and you know Brad Pitt has been his stuntman for so many years he knows he knows how Leonardo like just moves how he operates and like you can tell they're totally in sync and i love that because that's how they really are in Hollywood like they get to know each other that well that they can mimic each other and that that's exemplified in this movie you know
1: yeah um <clears throat> trying to reiterate on that but maybe we should keep moving on with the with the death Holler awards uh
0: best kill uh to me i, I originally said the pickaxe through the back of the head removing the eye but i the one that i started noticing that i that upon because i watched this twice because uh, my wife wanted to watch it again and i didn't watch it with her you know this time uh first or whatever so i went back and rewatched it i it is it's got a little bit of cheese to it but i like that scene where uh the the uh, brandy gets the the shovel through the face because there was one thing that, that sells me on it it's something i've never seen in another movie like the face just just doesn't stick like yeah to the, you know to the thing behind her it falls down onto the shovel and it scoots forward a little bit and i'm yes. like that's gross but it seems real i you liked know? it
1: it looked cheesy on my end but i still loved it i thought that her choking was really cool too I think it sounded yeah. like she had a shovel in her fucking mouth, you know?
0: <clears throat> yeah, and uh, but it's just, it's a little thing. But uh, you, you uh, anytime they ever do that in another movie, it's just the, the basically the actor keeps their head, like, stuck against whatever's yeah. behind them on the wall. But this one, you it, it pops down just a little, and it slides just a little. It's mm-hmm. just enough. It's like, oh, God, that, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, it was it horrific. It. Um, my death scene was the one where uh, he pushes Homeboy onto the axe with his foot. I was like, yes. That's terrible.
0: That's brutal. That was a brutal yeah. scene. And um, the other guy knew it too. He was like,
1: oh shit. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. And it's because like, he's even saying it, like he's seen it, right? But it's like, oh God, like, you know, and then yeah. he gets slammed onto it. Uh, the Tom Atkins would be another one for me. But like I said, it's a, if you watch it, there's just a little too much jank with the CGI that it, it kind of over. And the fact that he just goes so far, it, you know, like the kick sends him too far back that it doesn't look, it, it goes too far into the realm of being absurd yeah. to sell it, you know, Yeah. <clears throat> uh, best scream. I don't have one. There was no good screaming in this movie, to my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, the only one who really screams is Megan a little bit when she's getting like ripped out the window, but like, it's kind of a half-hearted scream. It's not that great. I mean, it's not like Sylvia. I mean, that, that's a scream like Sylvia in the original movie, but not, no, this one kind of stunk when it came to that. Uh, best boobs. Gotta give it to Irene full frontal, like God bless her. Like even if they was not the best, she went for it. So good on (laughs) you. Uh, how annoying is the Doom Prophet? I, there isn't really one in this movie. I mean, Dean himself mm-hmm. is the Doom Prophet. Yeah, I mean, it, he's the only one telling everybody that ha- that they're the killers back in town. Yeah. And like no, and they don't believe him. So uh best side character uh i, I went with sheriff burt just because it's tom atkins and, yeah you know it's tom atkins but I, I can see you saying that the uh the deputy sheriff or whatever mm-hmm. he, he does his part well for yeah he, he does. does and
1: he's a small character so you know he's effective yeah.
0: <clears throat> uh dumbest moment is irene standing <gasps> on that bed frame for protection uh, god i mean really like, yes
1: that was hilarious yeah.
0: I know it's just so you can see all those scenes of like the pickaxe coming through the little like, you know, metal, you know, uh, things on the, you know, uh, groupings or whatever on the bed frame. But like, it's, it's so stupid. It's like, this is thin metal. Like you, what What are you doing here? Yeah. Like at least try to duck and roll underneath him or something. She can try
1: throwing it at him, tossing it at least like some kind of, or maybe like when she throws it at him, maybe give it a little extra kick, throw your body against it. So you have some kind of ability to run. I mean, you're going to die. At least die trying. Not like, Hey, uh, I won't drown in this fucking, <laughs> this thing. Full this of holes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: All right, anything else? Is there anything that you want to say about any of these movies before we get out here? Any more things you want to say about Jensen Ackles before, because this is your time. This is the only time I know of that we're going to get to talk about him. We can say what we want to about Jared here in uh, a few months, but this is Jensen's time.
1: No, just that, you know, like I said, I have a a hard time. Like, okay, there is something I want to say about Jensen. When I found out he was the slasher, actually when I was watching this film, I said, I hope he's the killer because he is such not a good person, I feel like it would fit his persona so well. Like he would, it would be almost natural to him to be the bad guy, you know. So <laughs> that that's where my mindset was. Because uh, my husband didn't tell me. He's like, you know, who the killer is, and he was kind of like he knew who the killer was. And I was like, I think from what I've seen so far, I think that it's Dean Winchester. And he's like, I don't know who that is, and I was like, Jensen Ackles. And he goes, I don't know who that is. And I was like, you do know who he is. Don't lie. He always pretends he doesn't have anything to do with Supernatural. He doesn't like it, but he knows what it is, you know? <laughs> and I said, I hope it's him because I don't think he's a good person, and I think it just fits, you know? And <laughs> left it at that, and it was exactly how I thought it was going to be. So, well, not exactly, but it was him. Spoiler did alert you, everyone.
0: Did you watch him and the boys? Like, did you watch him his, his season and that?
1: Um, I watched a little bit of it, and I wasn't as... Disgusted by him as I thought I was going to be. I just I think he's such a cocky, pretentious guy, and I thought that that's really how he was going to come off. Unfortunately, the scene I saw because I was sleep watching, um, but I did physically see something. Um, he wasn't at the moment, so he was being better than it's- I
0: he he shows like a, a definite way to play bad guy in that because mm-hmm. you're supposed to hate him but at the same time he is the charisma comes through mm-hmm. not the the dean charisma but like a different type yeah. of charisma like somebody who's who has a reason to be as pissed off as he is i mean like the, yeah. the set up that he was screwed over by his you know his, his best friends and like he plays it i mean the guy can act like yeah. straight up like you even if you don't like him as a person you know obviously like You can't take away his acting chops. He's got them, like for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, So, and Um, I did love the Blondie uh, music video that they forced him to do that they did not tell him that they were going to (laughs) do. He was blindsided by that. So I thought that worked out really well. That's giving an actor something random and them fucking, uh, that's what we like to call improv, you know?
0: Um, you feel about him like I feel about Sa- Sasha Barrett Cohen. Yeah. I, I, listen, I, he's he's hilarious in R- the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. He's hilarious in uh, um, Borat, uh-huh. uh, but I can't stand the guy. Just some about him like I get that he every bad quality that he portrays in these characters that he does I feel like he represents in real life oh yeah that's probably the he's probably the sweet sweetest guy you could ever meet but that's the impression I get the same impression of him as what you get of Jensen like there's he's a scummy person there's just something bad about him and like you know he, and, and it's not a stretch for him to play these shitbag characters mm. because he is one, like in real yeah, life. That's I think, what I get from Sasha Baron Cohen.
1: Oh, 100%. I get that from <laughs> Sasha, too. Uh, there is a comedian that has a joke about him, and it's basically him telling his story about how he got Sasha Baron Cohen to break character, but he also got fired from, he actually didn't get hired from the thing he was trying out for. But it kind of brings to light what you're telling me about Sasha Baron. He's not. He, he's kind of a pretentious fucking asshole, too, a little bit, you know? He's always getting yeah, him like, and his wife into legal trouble. Well, not her into legal trouble, but, like, you know, so he'll get a stressful phone call, and she'll look at him, and she'll be like, who's suing us now, you know?
0: <laughs> who's he married Is it Amy Adams?
1: Uh, no, it looks like Amy Adams, though. Uh, I forgot what her name Ira... Isla Fisher, oh, yeah,
0: that Ira, uh, Isla Fisher or something like that's Isla her Fisher, name, I think. yeah, yeah. She's so cute yeah. and
1: little and nice and like adorable, and this is fucking brat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the whole Pete Davidson effect of it. I mean, that guy looks like walking. He looks like Beetlejuice. Before Ugh. Beetlejuice died and you know became Beetlejuice, yeah, and yet he's he's bagging the hottest chicks out there. I don't I don't get it. Uh, you can say what you want to about guys if they're funny, they can you know that I, I don't. They're, they're, that's still not excuse. I, I've seen funny guys in real life that can't pull the things that off that Pete Davidson has, and I don't think he's packing either. So I don't I, know. Yeah. If, I, he's got to deal with Satan. That's all I can <laughs> say about Pete Davidson. He's so I weird mean, looking,
1: but I, I don't know. I, I think there's some kind of mistake. I think he's broken and girls want to fix him. We love nothing more than to have a project. I,
0: I guarantee. He is, that's probably it. I'll give you that. He's There's something about him that seems broken, and he's got the, the humorous side to him, and the two of them, uh, yeah. two things add together that they just eat it up. I'm going to change him.
1: Excuse. You know, we all think we're going to be the one to change them.
0: I mean, it, it's it's a running joke right now. It's like, do you know where your significant other is? You know, when you're talking about a female, if not, then you better check to see where Pete Davidson's at. Because if he's within six hundred miles, yeah, she might be fucking him. Oh that's, that's how bad it is at this point. Oh, uh, I mean, we even made the joke during the Wednesday thing that because him and Jenna uh, Ortega were hanging out, it's like, God, please, yeah, the love of God, don't let him be. And and there's still hints out there that they that even if it was quick that they did bang like so maybe it's
1: possible maybe she tried it and didn't like it you know good for her <laughs> she's like i'm gonna check out with this bde oh no this is not bde at all like this is sad dick how how energy
0: like sasha baron cohen pulling like uh, isla fisher but anyways it's, <laughs> uh,
1: we went on a rant.
0: Yeah. There's people, I mean, like Chevy Chase, like, I mean, this is just kind of put a pin on this whole like tangent about it, but people like, it seems scummy. Chevy Chase was always one that surprised me because he's a complete opposite. Like every time I saw him as a kid, he seemed like the, he seemed like Clark Griswold. Like when yeah. I like grew up, like I, I thought, and then you find out all these stories about him I and mean, he was a, uh, him and Bill Murray both like, oh, yeah. there's stories coming out about Bill Murray. And like, I hate it because I, I watched these movies like groundhog day was on the other day, obviously because of that time of year, and I, I want to, uh, and you want to love Bill Murray because oh, yeah. you hear all these stories about when he meets like his fans out in the you know the wild that he like goes out of his way. But then like there's these stories of him working with other people, and especially what came out between him and Harold Ramis, and like he's the reason that that Harold Ramis died without ever getting a chance to play Egon again was because of Bill. And it's like there are pieces of shit on set and, and you hate hearing it because it's like, you know, the whole don't meet your heroes thing. Yeah. It, you know?
1: Well, they say that there's three sides to each story and it's both sides of the people involved in the truth. So I don't know. We'll it, never it, be at that I, level. Of Hollywood, heard, to know. I've
0: heard so many bad things about Chevy though. It's, I like know. it's so common that you can't really, you yeah, you can't give him benefit of the doubt anymore. Like, I mean, I started hearing it on when I watched community because Dan Harmon had a big falling out. But then like, since then, every person like, uh, and and the worst was him and Bill Murray. And it's funny because you take two assholes and then (laughs) interact and it's like, you know, uh, it's like uh, gasoline and fire. It's going to blow up, you know. They
1: have their own Me Too movement where victims are just coming forward to to say what happened. (laughs) Similar stories.
0: These guys were complete total assholes. And 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 it's funny, and, and it goes on the whole thing of all the people and all the in that group of friends that hung around together. You know, it was Chevy Chase, Martin, or Steve Martin and Martin Short. I would have a hundred uh, percent if you would have told me it would been Steve Martin that was the asshole of that group. I would have believed you straight up now because oh. I always got the feeling Steve Martin was a pure ass behind the scenes. And and according to everybody, he's the sweetest guy. you've Yeah, ever
1: it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. I I question myself sometimes if I am wrong about Jensen Ackles. But like I said, it's very rare that I have such a strong opinion about someone that I can only physically see. Um, and I've never seen him in, well, actually I have seen him in person. I am, I have, uh, absolutely did you get that
0: vibe from him in person Mm -hmm. that's here's a good question yes
1: absolutely I was just like and, and that's it made that convention so it made it even harder because he's just there for money and I respect that but like I don't he's got this very much like uh what's his name like his character he plays on uh on um the boys This, this, I'm so great and uh, I'm so honorable and you know, blah, blah, blah. And and then the fake emotion, I just, I don't know. Like I said, he, there's very few people. I think maybe I can count three or four people in my life that have given me this vibe and I was 100% right about it. And I was like, so having a hard time getting myself out of that mindset with him.
0: I, I hate dragging this Sum, but it is so I, I mean <laughs> I gotta get it out now or whenever we get this out there uh, you know, podcast wise. So first of all, how do you and Daphne get along considering I know she's absolute simp for Oh Jensen she loves Apples.
1: it. Um you know what? I respect that. I and I completely understand why she loves him. We have like had like not arguments, you know, we argue like friends argue, you know. We've all gotten into arguments and debates on the pages, you know, that we're on together. Uh yes, yeah, she absolutely loves him and she is I don't think she is here like wants to hear at all what I have to say and she has her own opinions of why she thinks he's not that way which I'm kind of glad to hear because I don't like I said I don't understand where I came fully to this only based off of what I get from him see and this was from Supernatural this started with the early days of Supernatural maybe in the first few seasons is when I determined I do not like this person and then
0: see I I would have never got that because I feel like he he never really gave off that vibe until maybe <laughs> the later seasons. If you're going to say that, and, and the reason I even halfway have you know to your line of thinking on that's just how that weird play out between him and Jared on mm-hmm. the you know the Winchester stuff because the neither one of their sides passed the smell test <laughs> on that. No, one hundred percent. It's. The, he seemed like he was given the corporate answer. Jensen was meaning he was totally fake about everything he was saying. Yeah. And then Jared uh, blew up and then tried to roll it back. And it's like, no, you showed your two true colors. Yes. At least you were genuine in your response. I'll give you that. You know, even if it, it, it made him look terrible as a person, yeah. but he was genuine. With he was genuine. He and
1: that's where I would be more respectful of Jensen Ackles. Now, if he's not an asshole and I'm the asshole right now for assuming I feel bad, but if he really is what I think he is, uh, he'll never show it, first off. But if he were to just have his bad moment and blow it off like, guys, fuck it. I'm a human, you know, or this is how I feel, that's fine. Because I was able to forgive Jared for his indiscretions, you know.
0: <laughs> um, I see. What was the other question I had? Uh, it was about, you know, we were talking about uh, Daphne and, oh, Misha Collins. Uh-huh. Uh, So you get this vibe about Jensen. So what do you think about, uh, you know, Misha as an actor? Because, like, I I totally feel about him like you feel about Jensen, like 100%. Like, I I love Castiel, but Mm -hmm. then, like, knowing what I know about Misha and how he absolutely – I mean, he does some great things. He's got this charity he runs, and he helps out a lot of people. But then you hear and he talks about people who are not of his political bent. He is a complete and total – ruthless asshole about it. And like, I can't stand him because of that.
1: Uh, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because at the convention, he walked back a lot of that and he didn't, he didn't, um, he didn't hold back on. I've kind of been wrong on what I've thought of people. He's like, I was around people who don't eat the things that I eat. I was around people that don't think the way that I think. And I had to spend weeks with them. He goes, and I really feel bad for what I've put out there as a person He goes, a good person will be a little bit more open-minded and understand that people are allowed to believe what they want to believe or feel the way that they want to feel. He goes, and not hate each other. And he did say that, and I think Avi could probably put it into better words than I could because she was with me out there. But he did give me a better view of him. I uh, still not my favorite person, but I don't have this bad juju seeing him in person. I feel like he's a little bit more genuine. I think he was a little hot headed in his how he responded to a lot of situations. But hearing him say in person because he's got like a show that I kind of wanted to watch. I, I think it was going to be on the Food Network or something or some is some kind of food show. Okay. And uh, I kind of wanted to watch it because this is where he was saying he was around different people of different religious and political beliefs, and he had to spend weeks with them, and he said he genuinely got along with everybody.
0: And and that's the thing that always killed me about how he was acting toward people, and, and I respect that. If he said that, mm-hmm. that, that uh, he's 100% better in my, in my eyes than what yeah. he was because I was going by the way – I mean, especially when Trump got elected. Oh, I mean, man, oh my god. That was he, wild. He had – He had TDS like nobody's business, but, um, like, um, he, the thing that always killed me about it was like, he, he ran that big charity and, uh, I I can't remember the name of it. It's got this weird, weird name where they do like scavenger hunt or Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and one of my best friends from high school, like was all into it. She actually participated in all that stuff. But, um, the thing that killed me was that I know people who were conservatives who were contributing to his charity to help him out, and then he he threw them under the fucking bus, like yeah. and, and like it's like you're scumbags. You need is if you voted this way, and it's like, dude, you have people that were supporting your own charity and and furthering your good works, and that were on the different side of political aisle. You need to respect that, yeah. You know? You don't um, have to respect I'm what glad, they believe. I'm glad he's but
1: Yeah. Now, he didn't walk back a lot of specifics, but you can tell as a general, and it wasn't like a standard issue apology like Jared gave when he made his blow up, you know? <laughs> uh, it was. Not
0: the corporate line, as it were.
1: Yeah. And it didn't come off, uh, to me, it didn't come off fake and made up. It was like a genuine, like, I feel bad, you know? So he did get a little bit more on a higher level of, okay, he's not. He was terrible with what he did, but I think hopefully he's learned from it that, you know, hate's not the way. No hate, you know?
0: Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know how somebody who spoke, I mean, but that goes along with a whole, that's a whole argument we're not going to get into, but of that political side right mm-hmm. now, they're supposed to be so tolerant, and they, they want everybody to, you know, have equal thoughts and, and, and rights to say things, but then they turn around, and if you don't think exactly the way they do, yeah then <clears> you're, I mean, like, J.K. Rowling, for instance, like, there's this whole big blow-up about Hogwarts the Battle, uh, Hogwarts Battle, or whatever it's called, the new game. Oh, God, out. yeah. All these people were, were protesting. And then the other side was buying it in protest of the protesters, and it all and and, and J.K. Rowling. Uh- is about 99.9% on the side with the left. Like yes. she, toe-to-toe, like she follows their political leanings. She's got one argument, that women are women, and that men, you know, even if they identify, and she doesn't, and she goes so, so far as to say that she respects them saying that they are, but they will never physically or ever, you know, mentally or anything else be a woman or know what it's like. Her one belief in saying that, has caused her to be the most hated, oh, yeah. you know, person in existence. And it, it, it and it's just crazy because it's like, you know, I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, you realize she's on your side. Like, I yeah. don't know why you hate her that much.
1: Because, <laughs> I don't know, they can't <laughs> practice what they preach. But I'm going to circle around back, bring it around back downtown to Jared and Jensen and why I defended Jared In the whole fiasco, it wasn't because I thought I was right. I thought he was real. He had a human emotion and everyone was like, you shouldn't do that. You should have known better. You are a public figure. He is, but he's fucking human. You know, and, and he's he, flawed. Yeah. Like,
0: I mean, he will admit he is flawed. There's yeah. a reason he ran that campaign about, you know, like being uh, the depression, like, you know, charity and all that. Cause the guy straight up was going to kill himself at one point in time. Oh, yeah. He supernatural. So he, he's got a dark past and. It, it i could see where his point of view he was betrayed by his mm-hmm. best friend or, or yeah. quote his best friend or
1: yeah exactly uh, quote unquote now i didn't think he had to know i was never on the side of well jensen should have told him. i might have felt that way but i didn't think it was something that he had to do i understand why jensen kept his secrets and everything it doesn't make sense i feel like jared would be able well maybe he knew jared was going to be upset he could have said I feel that
0: like i feel like jensen was in the wrong in the sense that he should have at least said hey i got a project coming up i can't tell you because the end date exactly. what it is i think you'll be you'll like what it is there's a potential for you to be in it or whatever even if he didn't want jared in which is weird if he doesn't want if he doesn't want jared involved that's a whole other thing and that's scummy real bad mm-hmm. in its own way but like it, it, it but even if he it, he's like i think you'll be happy with it i just can't say what it is but just be looking for it that'd been something but you can tell yeah he got caught flat-footed oh like, he jared did didn't know shit about this oh yeah
1: out. so i i definitely have you know em- more empathy for jared i already don't like dean winchester as it is so you know, i was like you fucking <laughs> asshole but then i w- i heard you know daphne's opinion on it and i was like no you're right you know he didn't have to say shit but i mean and then everyone was like well you know they're actors they're not really brothers they're not really close friends and i was like then don't pretend you're yeah, not on well, the show anymore. Why are you still acting?
0: That that's the part that got me though, because they can say that, but the byline for those two, and I mean, because I've been yeah. a supernatural fan since the Wendigo. Oh yeah, episode. that's the one that I remember because it's a weird memory. But I mean, you got to go along with it because this is how memories are formed. Yeah. I, was, I remember I had a GameCube. I was playing Resident Evil four on the gamecube around the same time that that episode came out and i was like you know i, I was like oh shit this uh show i'm gonna watch from here on out even if it wasn't the best intro of the show because that episode kind of stinks uh, <laughs> i it loved it you still season. can't tell me different <laughs> Uh, but I, I have that distinct memory of like in the time and place whenever I saw that and like in and every sense and roundabout and, and way of saying reason that, that, that it kills me about what they've stated there with them not being friends is they've always projected that image that they were best friends outside of the set and like there was a little crack in the little, you know, lie that's been told about that. Like I mean, and I, I shouldn't feel betrayed by that, but as a longtime fan, I, I do feel betrayed by that. Yeah. Because I, you know, the, the, I get this. I always got the sense that these guys were being genuine with me and that they really were. And like, and that whole blow up between two them showed that there was something rotten in Denmark between the two of them. Yeah. Like, you know,
1: I don't know. They were even in each other's weddings and I know weddings can be staged, but I don't think these guys' weddings were staged. I don't think it's a public, you know, uh, their, their wives are for the most part unknown. They're known ish. You know, but they weren't anything huge or great prior. Yeah, but they're
0: mostly known for, like, shows that are on the CW that are, like, adjacent to Supernatural or whatever. So, they're very, like, you know, in the same wheelhouse as Jared and Jensen too. So
1: Exactly. But, you know, so, I don't know. Like, there's that aspect. Um, I don't know. It it just, it did come off as a shock to me. It it would almost be kind of funny to get, you know, Daphne and I onto an episode where we're discussing – some of this because she really does have good points. Uh, I do remember her telling me some of the things that you know why she felt Jensen was right and Jared was wrong. She had a completely different opinion. I don't think she likes Jared at all, and I do. I'm a more of a moose kind of girl. Um, but that just makes sense. I just like the bigger guys in general, and he's not, he's still skinny, so I'm just like, ew, but um regardless you know taller
0: as far as height goes. yes yeah. taller
1: and everything so i don't know and i and and jensen is absolutely her type and i'm never gonna fault her for that we always joke about how you can have them i don't want them you know
0: um yeah sam was always my character in the yeah show just because i felt closer to him he was the bookworm mm-hmm. that was kind of like dragged back into it you know dean was more of like the rough you know like you know almost redneck type character and 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 I I don't know, I connected with that because even though I, you know, hillbilly, whatever you want to call me, uh, I was a book, I was, I was a book nerd, you know, I just, I I had my head, I was reading like Stephen King novels all the time and shit like that. Like I wasn't like out there, like, I mean, yeah, I've worked, I mean, anybody of my age was worked in a, uh, in a tobacco field at some point in time in their childhood, but like that wasn't what I, you know, associated with as far as my, you know, and so, Jensen's character in that show always represented me more of like the you know like good old boy type, and Jared was like the the quiet reserved you know booky type, bookish type that I more associated with yeah.
1: you know like you would call um, Jared Bubba,
0: <laughs> basically yeah in a roundabout way. And then like there's something about the darkness and the fact you know that he's got to him. Not that I have that issue myself, but like I I feel that and I and I feel a sympathy toward him because yeah, I did, of yeah. It, like you know. But, you know, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening to Supernatural Podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden, here we are. But uh,
1: Jared <laughs> and Jensen, the J-squared.
0: Well, we had to discuss it. I mean, that's how we even got to know each other. So it oh, was yeah. going to happen at some point. This so is how we came to mean, be. <laughs> uh, uh, Anything else before we get into plugs and all that getting again. And again? and get out of here so uh
1: i don't think so uh sunday nights the guys are trying to do it every sunday night but you know shit happens hopefully they'll be on tonight but you can catch uh blue collar bs oh excuse me the podcast formerly known as blue collar bs (laughs) lean into it,
0: lean into it. Yes.
1: Uh, they should be on tonight just discussing, uh, you know, anything that's going to get your blood boiling, maybe a little bit, uh, random stuff that's going on. Hey, maybe they'll talk about some balloons that have recently been popped, you know? Uh, (laughs) so you can take a listen to them. Uh, we are, uh, you know, Pacific standard time, Western time, if you will. Uh, 8 PM is usually when they try to roll on. And they try to do it every Sunday night. If not, you can catch it when they post it on YouTube, which is also lean into it. Lean and then N and then number two, it. I had to, I have to spell that out. Maybe I'll post it into our show notes or something. <clears throat> but uh, for some reason, YouTube is weird now. So any videos that they post live, it stays under the live tab on YouTube. So it doesn't just pop up as, as a video for some reason
0: that's that's really weird yes
1: so i'm gonna have to if we ever do live like that i'm gonna have to figure out how to uh move them or we don't do that i render our videos so when we do them now we're gonna get back to that soon too hopefully so anyways that's (laughs) Um, it
0: just uh, a a future possible plug for us on this show uh I mean, it's a last minute thing, but I was talking to somebody else and then Scream Queens got mentioned and I was like, oh, fuck. I completely forgot about that. Mm-hmm. There's no better season for, for us to discuss that show than on here. and We yeah. won't discuss part of season two because it kind of got kind of dumb and stupid The say, but the first season's got a good mix of horror and the humor to it or whatever. It's a, kind of a side project that uh, Ryan Murphy did when he was doing American Horror Story. Um, has a lot of the same actresses he used in all those things, you know, with uh, Emma Roberts. It has uh Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, you know, it's uh, Nie- Niecy Nash is in it. Um, several, I mean, it, and I, what I want to do if, and, and this is going to be a big thing if we can, because I mean, we've got time constraints and our ability to do this, but I would like to do like a little small, like breakdown of each episode, like, you know, uh, per episode, instead of just doing one big, oh, okay. like, you know, entire show review. So, yeah, um, i feel like this, this is a season to try to work that in if we're going to be able to get it done at any yes. point. So, um, so be looking out for that. We'll try to do it. I mean, if, even if we just get like one episode in, like, I mean, uh, you know, that at least make me happy that we attempted it, but I'm hoping we can continue through the whole thing because I think that, Uranus is gonna really dig some of the the stupid ass like tropes or whatever that they use because like chad in the in the show like i mean he's a chad by all definitions (laughs) of a chad is uh emma roberts like boyfriend in the show and like he is the dumbest motherfucker that has ever existed and he is hilarious and i love everything about his character so so there's that um but, uh, next thing we got is the scream retrospective we're doing, um, we are hoping to follow that up with a review of its own of the of Scream Six that's coming out. It's going to be out slightly after our uh, retrospective, but we're but we're going, and We're also hoping somewhere in the mix if we can even find access to it, and it seems like they're making it very hard to do, which is stupid on their behalf. Oh, Facebook, you idiots! But Be Mine is a new Eli Roth movie that's got a very very close look of the killer to Valentine like. I don't know how they didn't get sued but whatever. I mean, it's uh because <laughs> it, it, anything I've seen it's not a spiritual it's not even a I mean, it's a spiritual successor if if anything but there's no direct links to Valentine even though the, the Cupid Killer is the almost the same exact look.
1: Yeah. Um if if we <laughs> can't find a way to watch it on the Oculus or Meta uh
0: we might be able to watch it on facebook itself or some other place although i don't feel i feel like that's a movie that's going to be made specifically to be seen in vr maybe um oh it
1: might be i was about to say because probably the hubby can get it if it's a film at all but i i want to say that i read something that eli roth said i'm making this specifically so you don't get dizzy you know in the vr world so i'm like oh shit maybe you do have to be in the vr so you can turn and do whatever you know
0: yeah, because so. they they said it's going to have 360 degree movement, which would be awesome. Yeah. But and I I would like to see more movies do that, but they're making it very hard to find this movie because they premiered it on the Meta World, yeah, or other. And we've looked since then, and they're making it real hard to find it. So we'll do our best to kind of cover that. Yeah. Uh, at some point, that'll here, be so cool. You know, um, but. Uh, Other than that, uh, that's what we got coming up. And then we'll kind of go from there. uh, Probably follow up Scream series with, uh, as our April Fools is going to be April Fools Day and the original scary movie because i mean it, it's a total i mean it, it's just a complete screen you know parody with a little bit of you know i yeah. know what you did last summer thrown <laughs> in that's that's what it is
1: oh my god i, I do want to say one thing too is that sometimes i get you know um on facebook messenger or whatever or even text messages suggesting films that i trust me we are going to get to those films but if you have a suggestion, you think absolutely needs to fit in a season we're doing because we're in slasher season right now um and so everything we're doing is solely for slashers and then next season is going to be zombie season so slasher season is kind of already planned and we're kind of at capacity so really there's if you suggest something likely we're going to get to it um if not, we're gonna have to have another random down the road type of situation. But if you have any suggestions for zombie season you think we absolutely have to cover, hey, let me know. That's next season. Sorry, you gotta wait. And I'll put it down, I'll add it to the pool and the reverend and I will discuss whether or not we you know we're fitting that in or if we already have plans to discuss. Uh, I and, mean,
0: yeah, there's, there's obviously going to be the basics. I mean, the Romero films and, you yeah. know, like 28 days later and, and all the staples, but there's going to be room there. I mean, this season's packed cause slashers are one of the yeah. biggest genres, but I mean like zombie season, there's uh, don't get me wrong. There's enough zombie, uh, bad zombie movies to, to last us for like three, you know, probably full seasons if we was to go, but I mean, as far as, but if there's a good one out there and you know, and it's, but it's kind of underground, like by all means, send it in because I mean, yeah. I, I love zombie movies, so I'd be happy to check yeah. it out. We'll
1: do our best. We're definitely open to suggestions as best we can. We would love to hear back from everyone. Uh, we rarely get feel I mean, we got like Cody for sure. I got my bestie that constantly tells me here and then while well, he more, more or less gives us compliments and that's great. You know, but if there's anything you want us to try out or anything you want us to say, shit, post a fucking meme on our Facebook page or, you know, uh, anywhere else on our social media. Uh, We like to see that shit, so interact with us. We're here.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's uh, the whole point of it. I mean to get you know kind of a more of interver- an interaction with the the people that's listening, kind of you know tailor the show to what you want to hear. I mean we go we got a basic format, but I mean it can always be tweets. Yes. So I and mean, just
1: know better. if you suggest something we've already done for shame,
0: <laughs> <laughs> go back and listen. Yeah, there's, there's back episodes.
1: There sure is.
0: And with that, peace be with you,
1: and with your spirit.